Check this out, man. So I want to ask you guys a question. Oh, ask do you away. believe that you, excuse me, do you believe that your wives would allow you to be a cuddle man? Do you believe that your wives would allow no. you to no, be I don't hers? Know. I don't even need to know what the fuck a cuddle this, man this is. Hers. This is, this is no, but the no, the answer That's is That's my only no. answer. Only answer not hers. allow me to snuggle up and spoon with some other woman and have my dick on she their ass. Allow me to, in the she will allow me to be hers. That's all. <laughs> that is not some shit that my that's, wife is going the, to come that, 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 that is the <laughs> beginning and the end of the contract. Okay. I, I we get it. The, the, con- the, the contract is one word. Mine. That's it. <laughs> What? So apparently, the, <laughs> you know what I'm the internet is, I keep telling you guys, the internet is a gift and a curse. Apparently, there's a young man in Japan who, when the pandemic started, he lost his Okay, job. yeah, 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 that makes sense. A little Chinese man, a little Chinese man. To all no of us, hit all DMs and emails. What is wrong with you? No so black man can dude. be a cuddle man. So he lost his job during the pandemic and he was like, I don't know what I'm going to do. But he, what he started doing was lending himself out to go on dates, day dates, and just have conversations and cuddle with these women. And depending on what they want, with the exception of sex, so excluding sex, he goes out to dinners with them. He'll go to the movies with them. He'll just sit with them and talk. We don't believe you. You them. need more people. Uh, you know what? I mean, I mean, you know what? You know, you know, you know, you know what? Nick, I, you, I hate you. You know what? I just want to make sure we're clear about that. I hate you. You know what? You know what? I mean, I, I put it this way. I put it this way. Oddly enough, after what that discussion we just had about women's emotional intelligence and discernment you know what i'm saying i believe this brother's making money he, he may is, he, he may have broke off he may he may have broke off one or two but the majority i, I think I he's just cuddling with he's broken off all i'm going to tell you, you know is saying? apparently one but the majority dude, the majority he's just cuddling with these bros listen paper. apparently this dude is and so they popular away with they made a amazing. movie of him a tv movie so like a hallmark type movie in japan they made a movie about this dude that's how popular this guy is. He's making money. Yeah. And they call him Mr. Do Nothing because apparently part of his date process, where it started from, is that he would just go to these Mr. dates with these women. And all they, the keep, all they would do is just sit there and just do nothing. They would just sit drink and just perfect be sense. company. Perfect. And sense. be company for these women. Perfect sense. Yeah. Perfect. So women would you, love to be in a close, intimate spot with a man who they know has no ability no to please them. No intention of doing it. I absolutely, they, they will love. love. I don't know. I don't know. I, hold up. I, the I money, sure the I checks are clearing. clearing. I want to check the clearing. I, I, mean, I want to make sure we get you guys both on the record and that we're very clear. If there's the no money way in is, hell. Listen, there's if no the money way is in that hell. good, 
If you make, hold on, Elgin. Wait, you think he's having sex with all these women? Your wife is not like that, dog. If you hold on, I'm not even. You coming with six figures? I'm not even thinking about my wife. I know me. There's no way in hell that you. Okay, okay, all right. Now we gonna be honest now. Oh, I mean, oh, I mean, if that if that was if that was my job opportunity, I mean, this nigga Elgin just killed me tonight. He said, "Fuck that shit." I'm not getting in trouble. What? So hold on, you gonna pay me to cuddle with women? <laughs> so who's gonna have the problem? Oh no, bro, that, that is that is literally New Jack City Pookie going to work back in the car. <laughs> Okay, you remember how Pookie was the first time when he went in the Carter? He was a little nervous to be around all the vials, and all of a sudden, and then the next time you saw Pookie, Pookie was real happy. He was dancing around. You know why? Because Pookie was hitting the product that he was working I mean, at. I'm not saying that would be. I'm not, I'm not saying he's not. You will I'm not saying, put I'm Elgin not in the Carter. Okay. I mean, I wouldn't. I don't know. I mean, <laughs> ain't no way Elgin working in the Carter. No, I couldn't do that job either. I couldn't do that job either. You know what I'm saying? For one, I would have to be single. You know what I'm saying? I can't do that job. I have to be single. I couldn't do that. that. Could be because of the intimacy level of cuddling, man. I mean, there, yeah, there's I, a, a okay. level of intimacy that for for a red-blooded heterosexual man, you cannot cuddle with another woman and it not be some sort of intimate interaction. Like, it, it can't. Just even the natural pressing of bodies and things begin to happen. And you mean to tell me you won't pay me to do that? Oh, no, bro. I'm good. I'm good. I'll stay right where I'm at. I'm going to keep working with the homeless people, helping them find houses. I mean, I'm good, bro. Oh, no, 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 no,
the, the hips still work El- a little bit. I mean, Elgin basically, Elgin basically, in not so many words, said anybody can get it. <laughs> Bro, you know, listen, I, you I, I don't know if I, I don't know if I can cuddle with anybody. <laughs> No, no, I can't do that now. I can't do that. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I need a sliding scale. He's choosing. He's choosing. He gets a chance to choose who the winner is. Yeah, he sees pictures and all that, so he can choose. If you are checking this out on YouTube, make sure you hit the thumbs up button. It goes a long way. Hit the subscribe button. Don't miss out on the next video. But. If you really want to get all the behind the scenes and the goofy shit that we always take care of, man, L, please tell these folks how they become part of the family if they want to do that, man. Man, please head on over to our website, www.intheblackpodcast.com. Right hand corner, become family tab. There's a whole lot of shit that you can do, but I'm telling you, you hear this dude almost dying, right? That's not COVID related, that's joke related. Okay, you want to become a member of our Patreon, man, and you want to hear the conversation we just had that is going to require ENT to put an oxygen tank on this brother here at any moment. You don't want to miss that conversation. And and again, for you guys who know me and who have listened, it is not my fault if he died. Okay? <laughs> he his it's always your fault. <laughs> But you can become a member of our Patreon, man, and get a ton of dope exclusive benefits that some of the other knuckleheads are not able to get. You're actually contributing to what we're trying to build here, independent black media, unlike some of the other stuff that you notice out there. I won't mention his particular name, Mr. Ascot tonight. I'm going to be really nice uh, and leave him alone. Uh, Some of y'all really, really like this dude. I don't know why. With his two small daishikis that he'd be wearing, Man. but anyway, you can also <laughs> you can donate directly to our cash app uh, dollar sign in the black PDCST. Same size head. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, you can donate, man. Listen, we're trying to build something wonderful over here. Uh, and plus to pay Sean's medical bills for the shit that is happening tonight right here. <laughs> if they have to call, you know, ambulance ride is expensive. Oh, no bullshit. <laughs> it's at least seven hundred dollars. It's at seven, least seven hundred. Seven hundred. Yeah. Fifteen thousand. For ambul for the ambulance, bro. Oh, no, the chop the chopper's fifteen thousand. Oh yeah, the chopper's fifteen. If you gotta get the chopper, bro, you might just have you to take well the car, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah you yeah, might as well get an Uber. Stop ramen. Stop ramen for the next three months. <laughs> take an Uber to the joint because. <laughs> oh man. You right there on death's bed. Don't do it. That bullshit. Whatever, man. All right. So oh, we man. are officially our black box letter for tonight actually comes from one of our listeners that asked me earlier. Uh-oh. Uh basically she said basically she said that. She hears us talk about the Enlightenment administration all the time and some of their shortfalls and things of that nature. So now that we've officially hit a year, from January 20th to January 20th, what grade would we give the administration? Very often, what she's, and she gives us a good shout out. She says that she's seen us talk about the hopefulness from the beginning of the presidency, but as we've seen quote unquote results we've changed our opinion of the administration saying that they haven't been able to do what they need to do. But at this point, 
given a full year, what grade would we give the Biden administration and why? So I want to give it to you guys. Who wants to go first, giving their grade and then saying why they why they give them that grade? <laughs> um, uh, I'll go first. I'm giving the motherfuckers an F. Uh, and listen, they started off, you know what I mean? I, I started off with an A, right? A based off of, you know, the hope and the possibilities uh, and my imagination that they could do great things. So they actually got a chance to start off in a position that other politicians don't get a chance to, to start at, basically following up behind the shitstorm that was in there before them. So anybody can come in. So they started off with an A. And just based off of the way they've managed a number of things while they've been in office, you have a Democratic-led everything, and you have not been able to do any of the things that need to be able to get done. The George Floyd law, which should, of course, not be named that. I despise the name. Uh, the Build Better plan, you know, uh, the stimulus from 2000 to 1400 the way they've handled a number of the international crisis, whether it be what we see happening to our brothers and sisters in Palestine, to their involvement with AFRICOM. It's a number of things that they haven't done. And I'm not operating purely on my typical black nationalist stance where it's they haven't done shit for black people. I didn't expect them to do shit for black people, even though we have a, you know, I didn't expect them to do anything for black people. What I did have an expectation that this particular presidency coming off of the last shitstorm that we do would actually keep their word. That has been my number one critique with this particular administration is that they have lied consistently. And what the reason why I say they've lied, they've made promises, said they're going to do something and they have not done it. They have lied to us. They manipulated predominantly black, the predominantly black community, the working class black community. They had particularly black women again and black men out on the mm -hmm. streets pushing to get them in office to de defeat the Republican monster, particularly mm -hmm. down in Georgia. They were, mm -hmm. you know, pushed into office on the backs of black folks and they have not kept our promises. They have failed horribly on the way that they have dealt with the COVID-19 pandemic in a variety of ways. I'm not even going to begin to mention this for home test madness that we are dealing with now that I think is a complete affront and slap in our face, but they have not done what they have the ability to do, right? Yeah. So I think that's the distinction. They have not done what they've had the ability to do because it's not like they have this huge opposition in front of them. They have some opposition, but the opposition is not nearly what some of the presidents in the past, particularly Democratic presidents in the past, have faced. So for me, the motherfuckers get an F across the board. And particularly, let me be specific here, I'm not judging Harris. I'm not giving Harris a grade. I don't think she deserves a grade. I don't think any vice president deserves a grade, particularly because they're not in a position of power to really influence things on the level that a 
president could can do. She doesn't have that. And I can give her an F for some of the things that she's done in the media, some of the shit that she said, mm, right? But for that. policy and things along those lines, nah, I'm not even grading her. But that motherfucker Biden, Biden is exactly who folks who were against Biden pre-election thought he was said yeah. he, was. he was he's been consistent in that if you've heard some of the things that he said here lately in regards to the voter situation the voting rights thing that is taking place some of the <laughs> asinine things that he said he sounds like someone who is literally knocking on a nursing home's door saying let me in get my bed ready he sounds absolutely horrible in a three minute clip asking a question about how come he didn't do anything for the you know, the, the black community in south carolina is asking where is he when is he going to begin doing things for black folks in a three minute clip he said absolutely nothing hmm. nothing it was horrible so he gets an f from me absolute f mm -hmm. and let me stop here the highest that they're going to ever be able to get based off of where they are now on migrating scale is going to be a D. Literally, in order for them to go higher for a, did a D, they would have to do America. some incredibly, they would have Miraculous to shit. For, for, yeah. do their prom, what they promised. Yeah. yeah. Fulfill yeah. one major promise. One. They can't. One. They get F. Go ahead, Crush. What's your grade? Well, um, I mean, you guys can clear. As you can probably detect in my tone um, and in my ad libbing, my man L there. Um, yeah, they get an F. Uh, Joe Biden in particular gets uh, the most failing of all grades uh, simply for not following through. Um, you had a year to follow through. You had the majority in the Senate. You had all the all the necessary political power you needed uh, to push through the needed policies that our society needs right now. Um, or at least initiate that shit. Um, but you, but the, to do absolutely nothing and to allow the legislation to pro, uh, around voting rights to proliferate the way it has, um, you know, is it, a level of excuse my language of just of, of pussy ass shit that I've, I've never seen in my life. Um, you know, the, the things if you allow from Joe Manchin, I mean. <laughs> It, 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 it's 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 un, it's unbelievable to me um, because I you know I, I have I have uh, always had a particular interest in uh, and I love to analyze different styles and uh, different styles of leadership. Um, uh, leadership as a concept is very fascinating to me, and when I see uh, different uh, strains of it, different different ideals behind it, I try to see, to see what value it has and apply to the current context. Uh, Joe Biden's leadership um, applies nothing to the current context. Um, you know, there is a there is a complete lack of leadership. You know, there's a bunch of wannabe leadership from the administration, and you know we are not in position uh, to uh, you know to to, uh, to to deal with wannabes right now. Uh, we need we need decisions to be made, hard decisions to be made, not just you know pie in the sky theories you want to put on paper and no one wants to listen to. Um, you know, and these weren't. You know movements that you know that, that we did not need from build back better to, to the voting rights situation you know these were all logical logical steps in a direction from where we were with that with that idiot for for eight years you know, I, I would we, we all thought that that would have been the most the most clear impetus 
Yeah, for some to shit. Turn this yeah, country yeah. into something that would never even have one hint of where we were eight years ago. But where mm-hmm. are we? Stuck, spinning wheels. Like the the, the whole country, the, the, the whole his, his administration is a buffer wheel. Mm. Mm. Interesting. I dig it. F. For me, I give him. Ooh, this is gonna be good. Oh, I can't wait for, <laughs> for this me. I give him a C minus, C minus or D. Right, D. okay, and the only reason why I give him a C minus D is because I'm trying to make the distinction or separation between the foolishness that happens in Congress and what the administration does, and I'm trying to be fair because, in one instance, he can't control a hundred senators and three hundred and some odd, uh, whatever the number is, Democratic, um, Democrat. Uh, representatives in in, uh, in Congress, right? But at the same time, the reason why people voted for him was because he said he knew how to manage those things. He knew how to talk to these people. He knew how to negotiate. He knew how to be a leader. He knew how to get things done. And at this point, we haven't seen it. The Democratic Party, with his quote-unquote influence, has been able to put these agendas forward, build back better, the possibility of, um, what do you want to call it, uh, the possibility of uh, continued uh, child care tax and all that other stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All of these things that they've presented to us, uh, what do you want to call what, what else was on the agenda? Uh, student loan forgiveness, all of these things. They've put the agenda forward. And he has verbally said that he supports these things. But when we were going through the election process and immediately after he was elected, we said we already know that there's going to be some motherfuckers in your caucus, Joe Manchin Mm -hmm. specifically, that are not going to want to get on board with this shit. And their response, the administration's response, Kamala Harris's response, was that they knew Joe Biden knows how to get things done. He knows how to use the carrots and the sticks and to do all the negotiating and to bring people together because that was what he said. The biggest message that I walked away with during his campaign was that he was going to be able to bring America back together after a fractious um, Donald Trump because that's all he's done and that's what he does and that's like his skill set that's his that's his forte we haven't seen word one or effect one of any of this negotiating any of this peace builder in a year's time a year and this is the worst part to me is that here we are a year in without him passing one major legislative uh, board for the country. It's the beginning of the... Right now is the beginning of the campaign season. Yep. Nothing is getting passed. Nothing. Because all of these clowns that are in the Senate, that are up for election in the Senate, that are up for election in the House, they're going to be in their home states trying to get their seats back. Yep. Nothing's happening, man. No one's going to have time to pass a goddamn thing. And I think that the, one of the, the, the key pieces, man, that 
is he was a president who was elected not solely on their history in office, right? That is typically one of the things that is a, an important piece, an important cog to their election process is their history, what they were able to accomplish. He won and got a number of votes based off of the, the dude that was in office, right? And that's not to disparage him negatively or to say that's the only reason, mm-hmm. but also his promises, right? That being a man of my word thing is one of the things that you constantly heard from him on the campaign trail. He always, and and when he talks to people, he uses, hey, I, I, I work with so-and-so, and he always does the thumb thing, which drives me up the wall. I work with so-and-so. I, 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 I talked to so-and-so. I was with John Lewis down in South Carolina. I was mm, this and that. Mm. He'll use those references and, and that networking with other people who, you know, may have done some work as cachet and clout to say, Mm -hmm. and, but the motherfucker have not, and bruh, I can't understand why, like, why has he not kept his promises? Side, side note, that thumb thing I learned. It's funny. I worked on a campaign. psychology. Sure. Yeah. It's, it's yeah, hard. I worked okay. on a campaign yeah. when yeah. I was many, many moons ago. And they said, yeah. apparently the psychology behind it is that they use the thumb because pointing seems very aggressive. Aggressive. Don't like pointing. So they use no. their thumb instead, which I yep. still think is fucking stupid, but whatever. Agreed. I think one of the things that gets me the most agitated outside of not being able to keep these promises is that there are things that he could do. For example, Trump, Trump, for for whatever you think about Donald Trump, he used the bully pulpit and the power of executive order to do so many things. You can say that people had issue with it after the fact, whether or not the executive orders were going to stay because people challenged it. It's not permanent because if it goes, if it's actually voted on by Congress, it makes it, it makes it seated and permanent so that the next president behind them doesn't wipe it away. All that other stuff. You can argue that from now until the cows come home, right? But the fact that people saw him do it is where the the confusion comes in because, for example, right, the student loan forgiveness, the American government can forgive any debt at any time. All they any need time. is the president's green light. They don't need to go through Congress to do it. Nope. But here we are a year after the fact, after you've campaigned on it, and we're still waiting. We're not even just waiting for student loan forgiveness. We're seeing that from student loan forgiveness to, well, now that I'm in office, I think we can only do $15,000 for student loan forgiveness. Oh, now that we're going through it, I don't know if we have enough money because we generate so much money from student loan collection. Maybe we might give you guys 10000 Oh, now that it's 10000 I, I don't know. I don't feel as comfortable with it because Joe yeah, Manchin and Christmas so yeah. maybe, maybe we're not going to do anything. We'll revisit it after the election yeah. happens. Yeah, yeah. After the, and there are well, you won't have to do anything. Things that he could honestly at least That's be laying the, the groundwork for. Let's even not say that he makes the full changes, but at the very least, act as though he's making attempts to make these changes. 
I found it very interesting because I posed this on social media and the responses that I got, many of the people that responded, I'm still getting people that are chatting me now. No one, with the exception of one person that I've seen so far, has given him higher than a C. The national polling right now says that he's at 49% approval. That's not too far from Donald Trump when he was in office. My no, who was consistently right like around 44, 45 in that, yeah, in that he hung out in that area. Yeah. So what does that tell you, man? The status quo was still here. Yeah. And I think it's also showing that there's not that much of a distinction between parties, right? Nope. We, we we know there's nope. some some things that are different between the two. We, we, we understand that. But based off politics is politics, man. And what we are seeing taking place in the midst of a pandemic, that this type of failure that he is demonstrating is some of the most mind-blowing. You have the ability, dude, to carve a legacy in this country unlike any, any legacy, president. any president since Lincoln. Bruh, you, you're in the midst of a pandemic, but you didn't follow through with the 2000. You didn't follow through with the student loan. You haven't followed through with anything. All you had to do was make sure people had the basics in the midst of this. And you have not been able to do that. That's why when the midterms come around, Bruh, they're gonna get slaughtered. Don't act, it's don't gonna ask be slaughter fest because black mm. folks are coming out this time. No, black we're not voting. Not, not, not only not voting. because no, not only us. Black people already don't show up for midterm elections. Midterms. So it's already oh, hard no, enough no. for non-president, uh, non-presidential elections. It's gonna be very tough already. Oh look. So and the fact that you're not upholding your end of the bargain, man. Well, the Democrat yeah, Party is in for a rude awakening yeah, when we turn yeah. when we just when we turn our backs. Yeah, but I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean, turn like there's no yeah. going back. It's over, and that's the catch. That's the catch. Twenty two of it is that if we don't show up for the Democrats, who are blame. shit, we're going to get the blame for it. But then we're going to be stuck with so motherfuckers what? who are looking to enforce policies. That are going to be man, oppressive so at the same. And again, again I'm, I'm not showing up for the motherfuckers. I'm I think it's a point. good time for us not to do it, but I don't also want us to be showing up or having the discussion and the dialogue of, "Hey, man, if we don't show up for the Democrats, let's not think that everything is going to be sunshine and roses with the Republicans when the motherfuckers get back. control back. back. Like, because the motherfuckers are going to go balls to the wall." enforcing and bringing in Trump-like policies that we have not, the likes that we had not seen in a long time. So we as a people just, just, hey, you ain't got to show up for the numbers, but you better be prepared for what the motherfuckers is going to bring in when they get into office because they come in with, they're preparing now. Trump, Trump showed them how far they can go. And And that motherfucker hasn't gone anywhere. He's still out. he hasn't. Yeah, he hasn't. And he's he even more aggressive even now with his yeah, speeches yeah, than he because yeah. he can say the shit that he wanted to. Yeah, yeah. All right, who's up next? 
Man, uh, let's go from one shithead in Joe Biden to another <laughs> shithead. In, uh... <laughs> Your mans. Yeah, I ain't never going to the White House. They ain't letting me in, bro. After I just said about Obama, and now what I'm saying about Biden, bro, there ain't no way. <laughs> it's they a wrap. It's a wrap. I mean, they probably looking for me in D.C. So uh, <laughs> let me go ahead and shift. So minding my black business on social media, putting my little time in on Twitter, scrolling through. About the, you know, I'm thinking I'm going to hop on and hop right off. And I see this this dude. They kept saying, Michael Todd, Michael Todd, Michael Todd. And I'm like, what the fuck does this dude then again? Right? Because he has a history, which I'll talk about a little bit more in a, in a minute. But they kept saying, I can't believe he spit on this man. So before I'm aware and got a chance to actually see the video, Pastor Michael Todd from the Transformation Church out of Tulsa, Oklahoma, has a viral video out where he's doing a sermon illustration using his spit to convey a message. And the message was receiving visions from God might get nasty. Receiving visions from God might get nasty. Okay? <laughs> what? what? Listen, what? I lied to you now. So, That's the tagline? you know me, at this point in time, I, I'm trying to, I'm like, oh my God. So I go to watch the video, right? Watching the video. And I have this thing where I don't like seeing vomit and spit. I think it's just, it's like, it's not my thing. And in our community, you if you spit on somebody, bruh, the level of violence that ready is reciprocated yes, yes. from spit is you definitely be worthy, right? You, you got to be ready. Like, you got to be ready because oh. that violence is <laughs> death penalty so, worthy. It'll so he's, he's, listen, he's doing the sermon and he's doing the popular black preacher thing where he says a little something that grabs the people and they do the ooh, the ah, the amen. And then he goes, <laughs> and he's coughing up phlegm. I lied to you not. So he coughs up phlegm three times, bruh. And on the last one, it was one of them deep. With the father, the son, and the holy ghost. Bruh, it was from the bottom of his feet, phlegm. You hear what I'm saying? <laughs> and he spits in his hand and he turns and he says something that at this point in time, I, I, I didn't give a shit what he was going to say because oh, I'm, nice. I'm anticipating oh. violence, right? I'm anticipating violence because there's a big black man twice his size standing next to him that he pulled up on stage who happens to be his actual biological brother, right? <laughs> So I'm really, listen, I'm expecting, he spits in his hand and turns and wipes the spit on the brother's face and says, receiving visions from God might get nasty. Here's the thing that tripped me out too. The next two things tripped me out more than anything else. And at that point in time, I think I lost all hope in humanity, right? The fact, A, there was no violence that took place afterwards. I was done. 
I was done. <laughs> I feel like, hey, you wait for it. Wait, wait, wait. If this was, a, if there is a Jesus, I felt at that point in time he should have called me home because I was prepared <laughs> at that moment. I'm like, to yo, break there's no violence. But the second thing was the level and depth of standing ovation, ovations, amens, claps, cheering that he received from that. I was done. I was done. I, I was like, I cannot believe. And then, of course, I'm still scrolling at this point in time. I'm determining whether I need to vomit or I'm not going to vomit based off what I see. But I'm still scrolling. You know, you hold your phone close just in case you don't want to throw up on your phone. <laughs> So it's kind of out here like that. But so, but there were so many people who were defending his behavior. You know, and his behavior, this, this was a video that has gone viral. It has found yes, its way into the I white circles. I never want to see it. Now, um, what's funny is that I'm not familiar with that guy in the least. Oh, part, I can't. Right? I'm not familiar with him. The way he was described to me was as though he was a social media slash meme master oh, like he, no. people that do he's thinks he's hip and cool and says and does things occasionally that then take him viral so i'm not really familiar with him but somehow some way i'm seeing the name pop up in my meet in my in my uh news feed and then my wife finds the video and shares it to me and i watched the video and i'm like why the fuck did you send me this shit and she's like yeah it's that type of video show- I want to show, I'm just showing you the extent that some people go to to try and quote unquote pass the word along. And it's one of those things, honestly, and maybe this is the naivety in me, but it's one of those things that makes people that are on the outside of the religion, on the outside of the culture, say these motherfuckers are crazy. Oh, oh no, no, it's not you being naive. I've seen people who are not in the faith or attend the church say those exact words. There's no way in hell. See, that's exactly why I don't fool with them Christians. Because there's no way. Not only his behavior, but the way people who are so-called Christians have defended his behavior. Bruh. Look, slow sticking and flower bringing. I'm telling you. I mean, that's all we would have had. I mean, I mean, look, man, I, 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 I don't, you know, when I actually admitted to my wife that, you know, I'm, you know, right here with atheism, you know, and she was shocked, you know, but over time, like your wife did, she has introduced one or two instances to me where I had, that has me, where she's like, okay, I can see why you might be like this. (laughs) And I'm sorry, people. It's things like this that you know. Mm. Just thinking about that. That's not to me. To, to, me to, to me, to me, that's not faith. Oh, that's not. not. That's not faith. It's a circus. Because, yeah, that's not. That's not faith. It's a yeah, literally, it's a and, circus. And, it was a And to literally be a part of that circus, and to call that. To call that a expression of faith, an expression of faith in a higher power, and and and, and again, afterwards because of the out 
outcry and the backlash that in the way it funneled itself into some of the mainstream the media that room must have been he ushered a he made a statement and in the state apologize he made a statement that some would okay. consider an apology right okay. uh what he said was i apologize for my example being too extreme and disgusting i love everybody I apologize for my example being too extreme. And so in my estimation, he did not apologize. That's not an apology to me. Now, some other people may take this as an apology. No, that's right. There's trash, bro. You only apologize because it was extreme and disgusting. That like, implies to me it, that there's a sliding scale to your, to your examples. So we have mm, no idea. We have no idea how bad this has really gotten. And he has he he has a history, right, of doing these type of extreme, vile examples. He's made. I mean, he's elicited uh, the response of black women, Christians, for months now for some statements that he made in regards to domestic violence, uh, to the point of saying essentially that if a woman was being hit by their husband not to leave, not to defend himself, that it was a faith expression, right? Excuse it was a time me? for, oh, bro, listen, I'm telling you, when I talk, when I started talking about this dude, man, I'm telling you, he made a statement not too long ago, and I can't remember what it was, and I called him a clown on social media, right? And man, the black Christians who came out to defend him, saying that, we need those type of extreme, and it wasn't this particular situation, it, we, but they said that we need those type of extreme examples to fight what the world is doing. To and I was just like, I, I want you guys to that doesn't hear. even make any sense. But listen, so That's much fighting of it what the world is doing to bro. Listen, no, I want you the to fact repeat, that I he's you, can you can you expound a little bit on that other one? Because I'm still like really kind of. No, no, I'm actually, I'm going I'm to I'm look it up because I want to be clear on it. But it was very, it was a reference to domestic violence. Uh, just to, yeah, okay, it was. While, while, while Elle is taking a look up for that, man, why do you, why do you believe that these types of evangelists, these type of pastors are so popular? Because he's not the only one you see there maybe i don't know if it's necessarily the charisma that they exude or maybe it's just the the nature of being a pastor like how you talk to people like they're orators let's not let's not get it twisted but well not I just orators. how you can see not, stuff not like that orators. and then still they're, make they're more than that, that. yeah they're, okay, they're more than no, that no no please expound on that expound they're, on they're that. more than orators typically pastors or people who are in those positions you have the ability in many people's minds to determine where their their physical life is going to be and what their afterlife can be. That's a tremendous amount of power and authority that you can actually, because listen, this is what many people may not say they consciously believe, but in their belief, in their actions, they believe that a pastor has a closer relationship to God Right, that a pastor can get a prayer through to God that they can't. Mm. That pastors are 
intermediators between them yeah. and mm-hmm. God. They really that, believe that's, it. That's, and listen, they when you it. see this type of behavior, it's indicative of it's self-serving. something very dangerous. Now, here's what he said about it, because I want to get back to this. Just so nobody can say that I'm lying. Mike Todd says that domestic violence is not reason enough to leave a marriage. Domestic violence is not reason enough to leave a marriage. And when he said this, black women who, again, black women are the chief participants in the church institution. You're not going to have most black churches without black women. A lot of black women took what he said offensive, but bruh, a lot of black women defended Mike Todd because they agree with that mentality. They agree with that teaching. And it's not, it's, I know it seems to many people who are not familiar with the black Christian faith that that might be an extreme, oh no, that's a, that's an underlying theology within black Christian faith that has been pervasive for years, right? It's, 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 I'm telling you, I'm not telling you what I've heard. I'm telling you what I know. It is insidious. And this is not for those people who may be attached to the black Christian faith. This is not an assault. This is not an attack. This is not just me bombarding the Christian faith. These are facts. And I think any of you who actually are not suffering some form of cognitive dissonance can actually agree with what I'm actually stating and have seen these things yourself. This dude, Michael Todd, and people of his ilk are an abomination. Here's my biggest concern when it comes to these situations is we'll make fun of Joel Osteen all day long. We'll make fun mm-hmm. of the fact that, you know, the plumber dude found all the money inside the wall. Mm-hmm. We'll make fun of what he's done in Houston during the flood. We will we'll mm-hmm. make fun and castigate, you know, this dude fairly because I'm not a fan either. But what we don't do enough of is hold these dudes accountable and these women accountable, such as the Michael Todd's who are preying on predominantly poor black communities with their prosperity gospel, with their mega churches in predominantly low socioeconomic environments, preying on these emotional messages that make you feel good from Sunday to from 11 to one, but then you go back to despair the moment that you leave the church. These dudes are predators and there's no way in hell that his half-ass apology should be acceptable. Like it should be, demand for him to retract, step down. The same thing that if one of the black women in his church were to get pregnant out of wedlock, they would ask her to sit down and not participate in ministry the same way they should have his ass sit down until somebody gets him right or he gets gone. (sighs) Spit my dog. Spit now, 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 now you're gonna have me, and I know I'm gonna regret <clears throat> have me going down that rabbit hole of finding, like, really digging into who this dude is, and I'm, I'm already troubled by what you've exposed. Incredible, yeah. but it's progressive. He's hip. I, 
right? That's he does it. the hip. He does the hip thing. He wears the Jordans. He wears on the, the tight jeans. Yeah, he wears the tight, the tight jeans, jeans and the nice sneakers. Yep. He got the little spongy haircut. You know what I mean? He has that type of flair. These quote unquote progressive. He has some women in ministry. He has that. But black women have been saying since he's gotten to the pulpit, watch out for that one right there. Watch out for him because he got some stuff with him. And man, slowly that's coming out. Jesus Christ. Crush, what we got next, man? Well, I guess I have to bring things on a slightly more positive note. I saw a really, hey, 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 hey. <laughs> saw a really awesome article in Smithsonian Magazine that went to detail on the unmistakable black roots of Sesame Street. Uh, the show, which made its debut in 1969, is a beloved television show that was shaped by the African-American communities in Harlem and beyond. Uh, the article was very interesting, uh, where they went into the history of, uh, of, uh, of the production and development of Sesame Street as a show. And uh, it was something that uh, occurred, I believe, according to them during the, uh, during the Linda B. Johnson administration's uh, Great Society Agenda. Uh, that was a series of federal, federal programs that carried a goal of eliminating poverty and racial justice. Hmm, we'll see. As part of these aspirations, <laughs> Johnson, who had taught uh, Mexican-American children while student in college, created the Head Start program in 1965, a program I'm sure we're all familiar with, uh, coming up in the 80s, of course, uh, that was seeking to disrupt the multi-generational cycle of poverty through early educational programs for disadvantaged preschool children. Uh, Joan Gaines Cooney, the creator of uh, Sesame Street said in the, in '98 um, that uh, you know the, the the Head Start program led her to becoming absolutely involved intellectually and spiritually with the civil rights movement and with the educational deficit that poverty created. Um, the article goes into a lot more detail um, about the uh, creation and development of the show that involved a lot of uh, notable uh, celebrities that uh, jumped at the chance. Uh, not even just celebrities, but just notable, actually notable black people uh, from uh, from Shirley Chisholm. Uh, to uh, to several uh, notable figures at the time, um, journalists, yeah, Belafonte. I mean, all kinds, and um, a lot of the uh, the in the the uh, the setting in Harlem, uh, they took very seriously. Um, they actually studied and modeled the set after a street that New Yorkers at the time <laughs> said, "Wait, that's my block." In fact, one of those people identified there from the show and got on the show later on. Uh, her name's in the in the same article. Um, I, you know, I just find it interesting that something like this uh, has thrived, uh, you know, uh, for so long, and has clearly been a part of all of our childhoods in one way or another. It's one of the few examples in the world where media is being used the right way, and in such a boldly black manner. I have to say, um, I actually have distinct memories of, of watching, of watching, and identifying with, with, with Sesame Street as a child, and I remember the episode with the with, with the bald. With a, with a thin James Earl Jones, I didn't realize that was him, but I remember his episode. Yeah. He was in there, and uh, you know, I'll be the. And I remember, uh, I actually had memories of, you know, um, of uh, you know when we were coming up in the game a little bit, and certain things that opportunities that my son, my guys would come across, and like one one little rule I heard from from other other black artists is like, look, man, when you get a call from Sesame Street, you go take that, take that. You don't say no. <laughs> You don't say no, Sesame Street. You don't, no one says no. If you're black, <laughs> and, and, and you, if you're black, and, and, the, and the kid, you do not say no. If you, if you say no, everyone will know. So no one has ever said no. Just Sesame Street. 
<laughs> so what do, you, what do you guys think of the history they talked about there? Go ahead, uh, El. <laughs> I think I think again I think it's uh, I think the history and the connection to black culture is phenomenal I think it's one another example that whenever black folks get a chance to touch something we make it beautiful, beautiful. we approve it we, we we distinguish it above anything else we provide longevity for shit that probably should have died a long time ago yeah. right the fact that Sesame Street has been around as long as it has been, and it hasn't really upgraded its methodology or the manner in which they teach is still very much consistent to what it has been throughout all the years that they've done, but they've been able to get away with keeping it that way. For one, consistency is good in many instances, but they've been able to breathe new life in it just by having black presence on the particular show. One of the key standouts is when, if again, if you are a black entertainment, you're not turning down Sesame street because it, for one financially, it gives you the bag on the other end mm, opportunity. Mm, it mm. provides you with a level of access to non-black predominantly white homes that you won't get in any other area, right? It brings in a new level of being seen. So, and typically when you are an artist who goes on that show, you are either an artist who are already being seen by white audiences, or you are on the cusp of being seen by white audiences. It does phenomenal things for your career. I remember when they had Usher on there, Usher was on there and he sang the ABC song with Elmo. If you hmm. go to YouTube and you look at that video, if you look at the viewership, how many people have actually watched that view? It's in the millions that he has watched. And again, that's significant because in that point in time in Usher's career, Usher didn't have an album. He wasn't doing anything really. It gave him a necessary boost to get where he needs. Um, so it's done great. It's done great for us as entertainers. Mm. He was he was also a new father. Yeah, he was all yeah, and and which, like which and, you're right, and, and, and you're right out from a career standpoint. Being on Sesame Street is undeniable, but oh. I think I think there is also a, a cultural uh, responsibility as well to being on Sesame Street. You know I, I think there is. I, I think there is. I don't. I, I think. I think it's good. I don't. I don't think it's anything wrong per se with be, being black and being on Sesame Street. I mean, I think if you're an entertainer and you're already in that field of entertaining, there's not many bags that you're actually going to turn down. You can't turn down the right. Sesame Street bag. You know what I mean? It does wonders for your career. But I think again. What you will notice on Sesame Street is you'll notice the same thing with many other children or entertainment form of media that the black culture is no longer the dominant culture on that particular show. What you'll see now is you'll see a more a heavier influence on a Latino Hispanic culture on the show is moved. But again, that's a natural progression because why? When we yeah. look at numbers it, in oh, our yeah. country. I can do that. But, uh, it makes sense. So it's a trend there. So I think it's good. I I don't want to make it seem like I think it's a bad oh, yeah. thing. 
but I don't also, I'm, I'm not, I'm not, you know, I'm not the representation guy where I think it's beneficial to the black community that this should happen. I think it's a beautiful history. I don't think it's done anything to further black folks in progress wise, but I don't think it's a bad thing either. Right. I think it's been good. Mm. My kids have watched it. I fuck with Elmo. I think it's a good thing. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they, they, yeah. you know, they, they actually had some uh, unapologetic, what they called an unapologetic black power showcase in politics and culture on the show at one point, at one point, uh, for, uh, yeah, at one point. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean the, the, uh, you know, the, 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 their, you know, their, their, their mission was very clear and they stuck with it more so than anyone. And I, I was surprised when they did, well, no, I shouldn't have been surprised because like when they started making shifts, of course, to leaning or appealing to a more diverse Latinx audience, but they were also, um, trying to reach out to uh, reach out to even even small well less her communities, um, or autistic children, uh, deaf children, yeah, blind yeah. children, right? Yeah, you know, yeah, well, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, there is a business, yeah. there is a business aspect to it, sure. but yeah. it, it's, yeah. it's hard. It was hard not to notice that. Wow, you guys even went out of your way to make a blind puppet. Because mm. I did go to school with, and they did, they had, uh, they had even had puppets with uh, kids with cancer. And I went to school, elementary school, with a kid with cancer. Mm. So I mean, I, you know, I, 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 yeah, you're right. There is, of course, a business component, but they're also, I think, trying to reflect all the different sides of society. I know? think that's wise, though, right? From a, 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 I think it's good. And again, I don't want to make it seem like I'm being disparaging or negative towards Sesame Street. I don't want to kick fucking Sesame Street. No, no, I don't think so. Right, right, right. It is a network. It is a network. But again, I've seen Sesame Street do great things, but I've also seen them fail miserably. Right, they've had a series here not too long ago. I think it was early last year where they were talking about race, and yeah. they they, they, dropped, and they really, they they really it. dove into it. Yeah, they really, they dove, really into it. dove in it, and they didn't do a good job. But I think at the same time, I think it was rushed. I think that would be my number one critique. It was right during the rebellions of George Floyd. I think it yep. was rushed. I think they wanted to get something out. I think parents, particularly white parents, were asking for answers and ways to help their children understand the racial dynamic and they they did the best that they could so i i, I mean the sesame street bro i mean how can you i want to know one of the things that i would love to know because i mean you got to give a shout out to dr chester pierce who was the psychiatrist who really put all of this phenomenal together, okay who really helped to create this to say that for black people or for uh, it was specifically for black people so let's not get mm -hmm. it mixed up but we'll say people of color as well that to help them feel comfortable in their own skin which is one of the reasons why all of the puppets are of different varieties and different colors and so on right but i say that to say of where the impetus is to what it looks like behind the scenes okay Underneath I the puppets, know, who's working the puppets? Not just even underneath the puppets, but also behind the camera in the boardrooms, like how they put these stories and these things together. What does it look like? Because it's the the reason for its creation then and its existence now. I don't say necessarily that they meet up, right? Because it's not necessarily focused at people of color anymore. It's focused towards children and children. trying to be as extremely as extremely inclusive as possible and in that in that process i think sometimes it misses or loses some of its original gravity from like when it was created like you said the i think the way they addressed race not necessarily race but re 
cultural relationships back in the 60s and 70s during this during this creation and the series that they did during the George Floyd murder are I think they're drastically nice different. Yeah. 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 I think they're yeah, night yeah. and day. So and, and I think that that brings up a larger point, right? Because when we look at media, we look at some of the stuff that aired during the early we'll say early 70s to mid you know, mid 1980s, some of that stuff would never be able to come on TV right now. Right. I mean, Jeffersons, and I'm talking about just the Jeffersons. I'm not even talking about all in the family. Right, the, the right, right, right. Would not you wouldn't be able to, to be on TV today calling a white person a jive turkey oh, or you a oh, honky or, or, yeah, or a cracker? Yeah, or a cracker. You wouldn't be able to say any of those things. Yeah. So we've seen that throughout media. I think we've the only place we really haven't seen it too much would be music, right? Music mm. still has been able to a large degree, particularly black music, and that's another conversation, has been able to continue to have and maintain its edge. Music would be the only area, but TV and other forms of media have yeah. become more progressive, all-inclusive, and in mm -hmm. many ways, looking for people to be able to find their own place in the system together, holding mm -hmm. hands, mm -hmm. singing mm -hmm. Kumbaya, which is I very much a Sesame Street type of motif. Again, yeah. love Sesame Street. I bang with Elmo. I think he's a funny little red dude. I think he's a little black guy underneath there somewhere. I wanted to be <laughs> again. He I wanted to kick some people in the head. He was at one point. I did an eyeball every now and then. You've been, you been seeing him flip out about Rocco and shit? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I got a story. Yo, that shit is hilarious. I almost got into a fight, man, in a Kmart years ago when Tickle Me Elmo came out. When Tickle Me Elmo came out, bro. Yeah, oh, listen, right. Tickling Elmo was the hottest. I know it was the hottest people, but I know it was Listen, man, I'm in Kmart, bro. I'm working at Kmart. I'm stocking shelves. The reason why I took the job was to make sure that I was one of the first people to get the Elmo, right? So, okay. <laughs> listen, I knew when the truck was coming. I'm stocking the shelves. I that have one put real. to the side, right? Had one put to the side, ready. I'm like, yo, call my girl. Hey, Jackpot, what we doing tonight? I got Elmo. <laughs> you know, I'm ready to go. You know, I'm ready to get my reward, bro. You know, I'm doing good things in life. Everything's ready to go. Like, hey, this bro, I go take my lunch break, right? Go take my lunch break. I know I'm not going to take the full 30 because I want to leave early because I got plans. Right, go get a sandwich, man. Come back, you know, wiping my face and everything, man. My Elmo's not there anymore. It's not in my hiding place. Not in the hiding place. It was a white dude named Tim. White dude, Tim. Tim was cool, right? Oh, I thought Tim was cool, you know, like we think most white people. Another story. So Tim was there, like all of a sudden, Tim is gone. Like Tim is nowhere to be found. Tim left early. Tim left, took my Elmo. He bought my Tickle Me Elmo and left work early because he was going to sell it to somebody. Bruh, I leave work early, go to Tim's crib, Nazi, shut your goofy ass up. You did not. I would. You didn't. Okay. You didn't okay. fucking, I would. You didn't fucking go to, I would. You did not fucking I would. Go to okay. I know where you at. Okay. I know where you at. I'm coming. I'm coming. You, I went to I'm Tim's coming. crib and said, Yo, I know you got the Elmo, bro. 
give me the Elmo. He tried to convince me to allow him to sell the Elmo and he was going to break it, you know, give me part of the money. But I said, no, I'm not going to give me part of the money. I got plans tonight. I need the Elmo. I don't get the plans or the yams if I don't have the Elmo. (laughs) (laughs) Yo, quote, that's that's how you start off 2022. That's how you started off. (laughs) <laughs> no plans, no yams. Give up the Elmo. <laughs> so let's just say that Tim gave me the Elmo, <laughs> and, and yams was for them. I don't. I don't. Oh man! This is going, this is going on our IG. I just want to make sure you, you know. But yeah, you ain't have to hit him. Did you? Yeah, yeah, you have to hit him. Did you? I didn't have to hit him. No, right, no, cool. I didn't have to hit him. Thank God. Wait, 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 wait. He was a little nervous. He was a little nervous. You see how big Elgin is? That's this. That, that he was, was a little nervous. nervous. He was like, you know what? You know what? He had the threat. So, yeah, that was right around that time frame we talked about earlier, where you know that not giving a fuck was like, hey, <laughs> reckless or indifferent. I had the car running. <laughs> Just in case, just in case, you had to, case. Had to slide him one. Man, I mean, it's roll out, bro. The things you I'm do just, for yams, though, bro. The things you will do for yams, yeah, man. That is on my top ten list of crazy things that I've done for yams. Yeah, top, top ten. That's towards the bottom. Boy, <laughs> Right about oh now is the time we want to give you tidbits of news or words of wisdom that you oh can work yourself into the week. I'm gonna let Mr. Elgin go first this time because he's maybe he can bless us with another another yamage story. But listen, man, if you're gonna do the thing for the yams, make sure you are built to handle the consequences. Because bro, yams will have you out here doing some strange and wild things, bro. Okay, protect yourself out here. My don't do it. And also, man, just remember. COVID is still out here kicking people's ass. Omarion is still doing wild things. Just be safe, man. Be safe. Particularly oh if you're chasing yams in the midst of a pandemic. Yeah. Bro, they better be some world-class yams. I'm telling you. Yeah. <laughs> they better be like the yams your mama used to make. Man, maybe next we got to tell you the story about how I was hiding in the closet from a dude with his uh, from a, uh, an old girl with her her boyfriend that had a gun standing outside. The fucking, fucking house. That's that's the story for next the story for next week. Crush, what's 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 going on, Doug? What's up, man? I just want to shout out um to all the new incredible artists out there that do exist and care about this culture as it moves forward into its 40th year. Um, Shouts out to Lady London, a fellow West Indian uh, immigrant child and an HBCU alum, Howard U. Bison represent. She just dropped Lady Like the Boss Tape. is number five on iTunes right now. You know, I'm just going to warn you right now, this is a female, this is a a MC that, you know, you've never heard nothing like this before. It's a little, you know, it can be, it can be, for some an acquired taste, to be honest. But for me, but she's bar for heavy. me, the girl, the, the girl, the girl, you know, mm-hmm. you know, you, you know, I, I've discovered, I've, I've noticed something that, you know, these general, you know, we do as a generation for generation. It's like, you know, we take our influences and like the really smart ones in the new generation latch well, onto yeah. the really good part 
of those influences. And she mm-hmm. latched on to the lyrical aspect of Nicki Minaj and man, boom. This like that, expanded, and she, and she combined that shit with a clear appreciation for niggas like Black Thought and Eminem mm-hmm. and like, like super mm-hmm. incredible lyrics. The girl is incredible. Period. Mm-hmm. A delivery like no one else. The beat, you know, I, I can't wait to hear her beats because she this this joint is kind of like a mixed beat. Sure. You know, uh, she work, she's working with some official cats. So I'm just saying between uh Lady London, Corday with a great album, Earl Sweatshirt got a great album out called Sick on uh, some wild shit. I mean, of course, the veterans, you know, this cat named Ransom or uh, did, did a great EP with this with this dude Nicholas Craven, and that dude is fucking ridiculous. Ridiculous. God, yeah, he's a, nice he, Ransom is an assassin. That nigga mm. <laughs> is an assassin. So the new generation, shouts out to y'all. It's been awesome. I hope to you know work with you. No doubt. Say that, say that, part say that last part loud. Say that last part loud. I hope to work with you. I mean, you know, it'd be it'd be awesome to work with Lady London, man, but she already got locked, she's already locked in with some, some legends already. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, what's up for me this week, man? I've unfortunately been going down a rabbit hole of these the number of uh, number of cases of misrepresent misrepresented and misidentified people being arrested, mistaken identities, people that were uh, were given warrants that people happened to, happen to bust police busted into their home. It was a wrong home, or just being misled somehow by the police. And the unfortunate part is that these erroneous arrests whether because they don't have enough information or they mistakenly got the wrong person or any of these other things, they're not accurately tracked. So we see these things on the internet and you may see a video here and there, but the numbers are far, far worse than what you think they are, man. Because once again, these police, these police departments and so on, they don't accurately track the number of false arrests that they make. For Remember these we talked about that though in the last previous show that they don't, there is nothing that forces police to report that there's nothing. It's an, an option mm. or a choice. Yeah, and there's a Netflix yeah. documentary, a de- Netflix series that talks about, it's a number of shows that talks about people who have been wrongfully convicted and wrongfully incarcerated. And it details their life and things that they experience. I can't remember the name of it. And when I do, I'll share it, but it's, yeah. it's yeah. gut-wrenching. You know, the, the, the institution of law enforcement in America has to be the one of the most deeply flawed and broken systems um, I've ever seen. You know, I, I, I've, I've never seen a system that refuses to self-diagnose and repair, just refuses to do it. Like you, 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 you like your gaping wounds. You like the hemorrhaging. You enjoy it. I think the fact, but you self-diagnose. But they that's enjoy not, that I don't shit. Think that's it. I don't even know if it's necessarily self-diagnosis because I mean, if you're sick, you don't tell your. No, no, they don't. They don't. They, they don't self-diagnose. Yeah, they don't. They don't even. They do believe that. in their fallibility. Yeah, they believe yep. in it. They believe in their fallibility. They believe it's in that shit, man. It's unfortunate. And it's just crush. Where can folks find you if they want to find you, man? Man, you can find me on Instagram, of course, at SP Methods, um, or. Uh, on, even on Spotify, um, on SP Methods, you know you can find uh, me and all my guys I'm working with. We have an album out called um, Heavy Water, um, getting a great response to it so far. 
And, uh, you know, we look forward to, uh, you know, getting some more things out this year. So, uh, you know, check me out there and uh, go to my link tree there. You'll get a good update on everything else uh, from the documentary to the new releases and all that. Kind of shit. All right, no doubt. Elf, where can folks find you if they want to find you, man? You can find me on Twitter, man, at Elgin Bailey on Twitter. He's spitting in his hand and rubbing it on other people's faces, too. I heard Twitter's on the decline. I guess it's more conversational than than Facebook. I, yeah, I, it was a weird article I read that Twitter is like, you know, it might be you know. many damn platforms. You got a new platform. Someone's going to lose. Yeah, someone's going to lose. This is not a lot of podcasting platforms popping up to the weird. In fact, uh, Twitter tried to sell itself off, and no one would buy. I remember. Mm-hmm. We tried to sell, and no one wanted to buy. Jay Z will. Don't worry about it. Give him a couple days. I'm Big O, Mr. In the Black himself. You can find me on Twitter and on Instagram at MR underscore in the black. And I want to thank you guys once again for joining us for another incredible episode of the In the Black podcast. You could have been anywhere else in the world, but you chose to kick it with us, and we appreciate it. Make sure you follow us across social media at In the Black PDCST on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Check out past episodes of our show at www.intheblackpodcast.com. And if you want to really kick it with us, man, make sure you come over to our Patreon, join the family, man, do that. behind the scenes. Content. Please do, please do. No doubt. But until next time, as always, you know, your mama too. She'll like it. Yeah, no bullshit. <laughs> no bullshit. <laughs> L- like mama, your white mama, it don't matter. <laughs> L like season yams. That's what. But it's <laughs> yams. Brown <laughs> sugar, baby. <laughs> it's the black. Hey, don't don't corrupt my nephew, man. Don't corrupt my nephew. <laughs> <laughs> this is. This is the In the Black Podcast. In the Black, bro. <laughs> and it's down one of the best podcasts I ever heard, though. I don't like y'all. Bro, 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 bro. In the Black Podcast, think y'all lied. It's all facts. You don't like that. The full fact. In the Black Podcast, don't talk trash. You switch fast if you ain't broad. Yo, whack. Elements always relevant, not for the weak and delicate. This is eloquent excellence. We are setting the precedence. Rest of them are excrement. In the black podcast, the truth like the testament. Don't know, black up he bro, man a specialist. No what the podcast broadcast, y'all best with this. Like said they my cheat, who no do it so effortless. I listen them, I learn when them listen them, I benefit. Reporting current event, everything that is prevalent. This is so exquisite, the scientific experiment. Giving you the news, not views without evidence. Telling you the truth, sentiments without Embellishments, relax, these are the facts Bringing them to your residence In your house and your tenement Listen to hear intelligence Body filled with melanin Power that's so acetylene Bright in the stars Bringing some light back to the desolate In the black podcast Think your land is all facts You don't like that before In the black podcast They fucked up Who knows you watch Black up here Chat me down In the black podcast Think your land is all facts You don't like that before In the black podcast We all love this is 